Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast, O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by inviting you to check out miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the daily zeitgeist miles gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans. As we discuss the latest news and events from around the league, check it out. Miles and Jack got mad boosties brought to you by the first ever Toyota grand Highlander. This is Beth center on VSN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's Bet Center on a Saturday night here in Sin City. Happy to be with you live at the Circus Sports Studios. I am Jeff Parles. Oh, boy, what a day. What a day in college football. What a uh, what a doozy of a card coming your way this weekend in the National Football League after chaos again abound on Thanksgiving Day. We're happy to be with you uh, throughout the show. I have Chris Andrews in the next segment. Of course, uh, he runs the South Point Sportsbook, Danny Burke, the host of Rush Hour on this fine network with us in the next hour. And then uh, Robbie Calland of Uprock Sports will be our uh, fade or follow companion for me tonight. So uh, a lot of excitement there. But I want to dive in before we tell you what's going on in Stillwater or Louisville or, or Columbia, South Carolina or Syracuse. Or wherever else college football action is going on. Baton Rouge, where Coach O may be going out a flourish tonight. I want to start with, with, with what happened earlier today because, number one, there's going to be a new king in the Big Ten. And it's more than likely going to be the Michigan Wolverines who pulled the upset today against Ohio State, winning by two touchdowns, dominating on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, especially up front, 42-27, Michigan won that game. But I want to start in Auburn, Alabama, with the Iron Bowl between Auburn and Alabama. You guessed it. Auburn was a 21-point closing underdog in this game. 
through three quarters, the vaunted Alabama offense, which Bryce Young last week threw for over 550 yards, had no points through three quarters. Alabama gets a field goal early in the fourth quarter, 10-3. All right, fine. Few possessions that are empty, both sides. You get uh, Alabama going forward near midfield, and they don't get it. Looks like, all right, Auburn has a chance to run the clock out. They go three and out in 25 seconds because Tank Bigsby ran out of bounds. Alabama was able to keep one timeout in their pocket. Pin them inside the five. All right. Alabama has done anything all day. Why should we expect them to be able to go 97 yards in a minute and 30 seconds and no timeouts? What do you think happens? March right down the field. All plays, 97 yards, a minute 11 later. Bryce Young, Corey Brooks. From 28 yards out. Oh, and by the way, uh, Williams, their best wide receiver, had been booted from the game earlier because he was playing special teams, which he's been doing all year, and got called for targeting. So Alabama was down their best wide receiver for two and a half quarters in this game because of that. Explain that to me on why your best player is playing special teams when an era where you can get targeting penalties. But that's a different story for a different day. We go to overtime. Let's go to overtime now. The game is tied at 10. Alabama scores in five plays. Alabama goes up 17-10. Auburn, who, by the way, I, I got to give T.J. Finley credit for finishing the game, could barely move by the end of the game. Could barely move. The Auburn quarterback, who is in now uh, the second stringer, of course, uh, injury to, uh, to their first guy. And Auburn, six plays, the 25 yards. Of course, uh, Finley in for Bonex. They score. They score a touchdown after six plays. It's now 17-16 in the first overtime. Remember, second overtime, you have to go for two if you score a touchdown. As soon as you hit the third overtime, you get the the two-point shootout, the equivalent of soccer penalty kicks in college football. So Finley got the five-yard touchdown, Atlantic King. Okay, you are a 21-point underdog. You are at home in... The biggest rivalry game in the South, arguably the biggest rivalry game in the country. I think Ohio State-Michigan still stakes that claim, but Auburn and Alabama have a really big claim to that as well. There is no circumstance where kicking the PAT is acceptable. I don't care if this kick is made and and been patent nailed it through and Auburn has made over 92% of their PAT attempts this year. I don't care that you have an automatic kicker. On what planet is that the right decision? Auburn so far this year, right around 50% for two-point conversion percentage. We were efforting the country numbers. We're, the estimates we could come at is a little bit over 50%. How do you justify to your team to your fan base, to your money linebackers, that you go for the one. Do you really think you're stopping Alabama? Do you really think if this game gets to a two-point shootout that you're going to beat Alabama in plays from the three-yard line? Auburn then kicked the field goal. Bama actually kicked the field goal. Actually, Auburn's best path to victory after that was, oh, maybe Bama will, Bama will screw up the field goal like they did earlier in the game. Bama made their field goal. The two-point conversions 
Bama make, Auburn make, Auburn miss, Bama make, Bama wins 24-22 and survives and at least stays alive in the national championship picture and the college football playoff picture. But for Auburn to do that today and just thinking about the numbers and thinking about the percentages here, it was completely the wrong thing to do. And in the end, look, who knows? If they miss the two, so be it. So be it. You're a 21-point underdog. You have a better shot right there. And by the way, their chances in ESPN's game win probability after Alabama, after Auburn tied the game, Alabama had a 60% chance to win the game. You really want to take a difference on a play that's a little bit over 50% as opposed to 40%? I'm taking the 10% difference and taking the chance to get the win. So Bama survives and beats Auburn next week. They'll play Georgia in the SEC title game. Georgia in a laugher earlier today, uh, shutting out the Yellow Jackets 45-0. Horrible year for Georgia Tech in the end, but Georgia 12-0, clear number one in the country. Uh, We've seen that number bounce up to 6.5 in some spots. Not much of a surprise there based off of seeing it, but as there is, if this somehow touches seven, this is probably an autoplay for me on Alabama. We'll break those down as we go further along. Let's uh, dive in, though, to what's going on right now. And the biggest game in the country at the moment is in the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam. Could be one of the last few times we get this rivalry because of Oklahoma's move to the Southeastern Conference. This was a total of 48 and a half at closed dead, and I thought it would properly moving to the under through the week. In 41 points with three minutes to go in the first half. Oklahoma State 24, Oklahoma 17, Spencer Sanders 10 of 13, a touchdown, 131 yards. Oklahoma State currently a six and a half point favorite. That totals all the way up to 69 and a half. Caleb Williams, good start so far, 12-19, two touchdowns, 191 yards passing. Uh, Oklahoma State also had a kick return touchdown as well. That was after Oklahoma went up, or excuse me, Oklahoma tied the game at 14. Uh, Berk with uh, the, or excuse me, Presley returning the Berk kick, 100 yards for Oklahoma State to give themselves the lead, and Cowboys have the ball inside their 15-yard line. Trying for more at the end of the first half here. Uh, 24-17, Oklahoma State. Again, Oklahoma State does not need a win to get to the Big Ten, Big 12 championship in Arlington next week. They're in. If they win this game, no. Oklahoma is out. It'd be Baylor, Oklahoma State. Would Oklahoma State still having a look a good possibility to make the college football playoff at this point? especially if Alabama loses. Alabama's not getting in with two losses, especially with the performance they had against LSU and the performance we saw today against Auburn. Another team that's looking to sneak into the college football playoff is Notre Dame. And Notre Dame closed 20-point favorites in Palo Alto tonight against Stanford, and it has been all Irish through the first 20 minutes of the game, 17 to nothing. Notre Dame all over the Stanford Cardinal right now. No shock there. Notre Dame, 30.5-point favorites live, 50.5. Your current total on that one, I'm not sure how Stanford scores any points in this game. You look at a live team total under on Stanford. They are bad. They are a really, really bad football team. Uh, DraftKings right now, Stanford team total 9.5. I don't see see them getting to 10. 
I don't see that. I think that's about right. I would look to play the team total under on Stanford. That would be the look I'd do. Uh, probably under as well in this game at 50 and a half. I don't think Notre Dame is, I don't think Notre Dame is going to put up 50 in order to beat you. I don't think that's going to happen at all. So look, a very interesting slate of games throughout the day. Uh, other rivalry games right now, uh, if you have betting interest, the Louisville is getting smoked at home right now in the bluegrass game. Uh, Kentucky 24, Louisville 7. Uh, Louisville closes three-point favorite right now. Kentucky 12.5-point line favorites. Total 58.5. Palmetto State battle. Clemson seems to have found itself again. 17-0 over South Carolina. That is at halftime. Gamecocks 21.5-point underdogs at home live. Total 36.5 for that one. Uh, again, Clemson finding itself in these last few weeks. Uh, Pittsburgh, we're going to talk about a little bit later the Heisman race where somehow Kenny Pickett is alive yet again because of what we saw today uh, in the SEC in the Big Ten. Uh, Pitt, 14-7 leading over Syracuse. That is at the half. Pitt is, uh, you see, heavy juice at DraftKings on Pitt's second half, four and a half, uh, minus 11 and a half for the game on that one. Pitt and Syracuse. Pitt is already in the ACC championship game. Wake Forest joined them today with a victory over Boston College. So Wake and Pitt. The ACC championship matchup for that one. Oklahoma intercepts Sanders, and they're in the red zone. The Sooners trying to tie this game at 24 against Oklahoma State in the last minutes of the first half. But when we get back, Chris Andrews, the South Point Sportsbook Director, going to be with us next on what was a date I was in college football and looking ahead to tomorrow in the NFL. That's next on Bet Center. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's my game. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's Bet Center here on a Saturday night here at Circa. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. And now with us, Chris Andrews. He runs the South Point Sports book, of course. Uh, get him on the tweets at Andrews Sports. And uh, the author of Then One Day and uh, Coming Out Soon and Then One Year. Uh, we're very excited for Chrissy's second book that's coming out soon. And Chris, thanks for being with us tonight. And uh, I just want to start off. Uh, I opened the show with uh, with going after Brian Harson for not going for two <laughs> after the first overtime. Of course, Alabama survives in four overtimes against Auburn, 24-22. Uh, Chris, I would imagine uh, with the way that game was bet, that that game went pretty well for you. And you, uh, we were talking during the break. You seem to, uh, you might have a little bit of a disagreement with how I feel on that. I do. And first of all, it did go well for us. Would have gone a little better if Auburn could have stayed ahead. <laughs> But uh, you, know, you can't always get everything you want, Jeff. That's the way life works. Uh, yeah, I disagreed with you because I was back here with Jimmy, and we were talking about it. And Jimmy right away said, I think they should go for two. I said, you know, I'm not so sure they should. I mean, it would have been the worst decision. But, you know, I'm thinking, like, first of all, their defense had stopped Alabama the whole game. Now, forget that last drive. Okay. But other than that, they stopped Alabama the whole game. And their offense really didn't do anything the whole game. So I didn't see where it was just this great, uh, urgency that you have to go for two now. It seems like at the absolute right play. Um, listen, I've been wrong a million times before, and obviously <laughs> I was wrong on this one. But I still, I, I, I could see why he wouldn't do it. His offense was not playing that well, and never really did a lot against that Alabama defense. So I could see him going for the tie and trying to win it in overtime. Chris, uh, we're we're going to agree to disagree there. I uh, I, I think okay. you're, I think you're going to have a better shot of winning the game on a 50-50 two point conversion as opposed to winning the game uh, in the second overtime, or heck, even 
of dueling two-point conversions. Bama makes two, Auburn makes one, and Bama survives to uh, get Georgia next week. And Chris, with seeing that performance from Bama, and now this is two out of three against SEC competition where they really didn't look good. They barely beat LSU. They need four overtimes to beat Auburn. Georgia just steamrolling everything in, in their path. How much of an adjustment off of today's results would you make for the SEC championship game coming our way a week from today? Well, let me just tell you. So it was whenever I think Circa put up the number. I can't remember exactly what they put it up, but I, I take an oath. I mean, I testified to it. The day before, I said, hey, tomorrow we're going to put up the Georgia-Alabama line. Mm-hmm. Now I had it way higher. But once Circa put it up, I said, you know, it looks like I'm just kind of following. So I'm, I'm just going to wait. It looks like I'm playing follow the leader, and I don't want to do that. So I said, let's just wait. But whatever it is, I have made it much, much higher than almost anyone. And I was on some show, I think, out of New Orleans. I was on Jimmy Ott's show out of New Orleans. Pretty sure that's where it was. And they asked me what I thought the number was. And I was, like, way higher than any one of those guys. And this is, like, you know, two or three weeks ago. Um, So I I can tell you right now, whatever it is, I'm going to go in and do my best. Uh, when it comes game time, I definitely want to be needing Georgia in this game. We usually don't have to go begging for Alabama money, but uh, you know, I'm just going to make sure people bet me Alabama in this game because I really like Georgia a lot. Chris, if you uh, make it six and a half, I think you'll get Alabama money. Uh, just just throwing. I think that out so there. too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't want to give away anything I don't have to, but uh, right. I definitely <laughs> like Georgia in this game. Of course, uh, Chris. Uh, uh, Going over to the Big Ten real quick, because Michigan, I they were the better football team, no doubt about it, winning 42-27 yeah. against Ohio State. They advanced to the Big Ten championship game, where they will meet Iowa, who got all the help they needed. Nebraska implosion against Iowa yesterday. Hawkeyes survived that. Wisconsin gets beat by Minnesota. Uh, what, what, would, what do you anticipate on that? Because... I, if it was Wisconsin-Michigan, I would have expected maybe Michigan three and a half. Iowa probably is close to a touchdown worse than Wisconsin at this point. Yeah, I think this is kind of a tricky line because Iowa tends to play really low. Uh, and you know, Michigan, certainly not so much. But I think you know it's one of those lines. That, like if I just went pure power ratings, I mean – and I, I haven't done my work yet, so I hate mm-hmm. to just you know start throwing numbers out there. But I think if you just went by pure power ratings, you know, Michigan would be pretty close to a two touchdown favorite. Mm. Uh, I I I always say power ratings are just a place to start. You have to start analyzing from there. And I think then I have to start to look at uh, can I will control the pace of the game? Uh, will Michigan allow them to do that? I think they might. You know, so I think right now I'm looking you know closer to probably like around nine or 10, something like that. But like I said, I'd hate for guys to start jumping in and call and say, I'll take the nine. I'll lay the nine, I'll, <laughs> whatever. You know, I don't know yet. I don't know. I have to do my work and I'm still, uh, I'm still sweating like the Notre Dame Stanford game and the Oklahoma state, Oklahoma game. You know, so I'm not ready to make all my numbers yet, but I think it's going to be in that range, close, right around double digits, right around, right around 10, something like that. Maybe, maybe a shade higher, but I have to look and, uh, do a little more analysis. Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, with us right now here on Bet Center. You bring up uh, two games right now that have playoff imp- implications in college football. Stanford yeah. hosting Notre Dame, who, amazingly enough, the Irish are well and alive right now. And uh, Bedlam, which is uh, 
needs one more point to go over in the second half. So if you have an over ticket, you're going to get home in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That game is tied at 24 right now, Chris. I uh, would imagine that you need both underdogs in those two games. Uh, yeah, you know, we need – we need. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. We need actually Oklahoma State, although that's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a, a small decision there. But we definitely need Stanford. And uh, I was hoping they could win outright. I mean, it looks like that's a pipe dream at this point. But, uh, you know, funny things happen with a 20-point spread. Uh, they just fell behind 23 and soon to be 24 nothing. But, you know, we need, we need a couple of touchdowns, a couple of lucky breaks, and we can still cover that number. But, uh, yeah, I was trying to knock Notre Dame out of the uh, playoffs because we have a pretty big future uh, riding on them. But uh, I, I have a feeling, well, I think they're going to win this game, and I have a feeling they're going to be in the playoffs. Oh, well, first, uh, first it was Brent on the Megapod last week, and now, uh, now Chris Andrews uh, thinking uh, Notre Dame may sneak their way in to the college football playoff. Uh, Chris, I want to move over to the NFL. Uh, a game uh, – a game that you were uh, you, you you were uh, talking about on guessing lines on Monday with Gil Alexander on a numbers game uh, was Minnesota and San Francisco, and Chris, it is three and a half, including at your shop uh, on San Francisco at home, laying it against Minnesota. Chris, I'm a little bit surprised at how this game has been bet. The fact that we're seeing the hook with the Niners here. Yeah, I'm totally surprised, Jeff. My power ratings, like I said, I give zero to the 49ers for a home field advantage. I mean, they, I mean, it's a couple years in a row now that they just do not play any better at home than they do on the road. And that, I mean, that's always what you got to look at, not just how good are they, but uh, you know how, how much better are they at home rather than uh, their performances on the road. And I think Minnesota, and I, I said it, I think I said it on Gil's show that you know there's always like one team that kind of comes out of nowhere and makes a, a big playoff run. I think Minnesota, either going to be Minnesota or Philly, that I think is the one to do that. Uh, but Minnesota's lost a couple, a lot of close games. I think they're mm-hmm. a pretty good team. They're just missing you know, a couple plays here or there. So I thought this game would be a lot closer to pick. Now, as I say that, over the years, one thing I've noticed is, you know, if you see a game sitting at three and a half, Oftentimes, that's a pretty good indicator the favorites are right play. Whereas, conversely, if you look at a game that's sitting at two and a half, a lot of times it's the dog that's the right play. Now, everybody obviously wants to either lay three or take three rather than taking half the point, the worst of it. You know, but uh, those are pretty good indicators. And uh, if you respect the market, that's certainly something to look at. Chris, everyone's going to be rushing to the window to bet the Jets now after you said that. Just, just throwing that out there <laughs> okay. uh, with the Jets and the Texans. At two and a half, Chris. We have about a minute to go here. What uh, what NFL games are shaping up to be big decisions for you guys? Well, right now, Patriots looks like the biggest decision of the day. We're at seven. They're even laying the seven. So I have a feeling. You know, we don't do anything with the juice. We do everything uh, on the point or the half point. So I have a feeling we're going to be at seven and a half at some point in that game. Uh, the Chargers are a real big play, and uh, the game we just got done talking about, the 49ers, that's a really big play for us, too. So you know, I'd like to knock down two of those three, and you know, if we do that, we'll be in good shape. And I'll, I'll give you one more. The Rams having a lot of dough put on them when uh, a lot of word uh, came out about uh, Rodgers not practicing all week, and you know I, I, that might be a little overrated. We talked about home field advantage. I still give Green Bay a full three points. They're the only team mm-hmm. in the NFL that I do that. They're just that much better at home. It's just uh, look back and analyze it. That's what they are. Rams and Packers, of course, that marquee late game. Uh, South Point, uh, the, the one of the few one and a half still on the market. 
for the Rams. Starting to see some two pops as well. He's Chris Andrews. Get him on the tweets at Andrews Sports. Uh, if you're out at the South Point, go say hello to Chris, who, of course, is the sportsbook director there. And, of course, the author of Then One Day and Coming Soon and Then One Year. Chris, thanks, as always, for being with us. My pleasure, Jeff. Good to talk to you, and I'll see you on Monday. Yes, I'll, I'll see you on Monday as well, of course, guessing lines <laughs> on a numbers game, which you can hear uh, every Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. When we get back, we're going to look more at the college football day that was and what's happening live right now. That's next on VEASAN's Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday offer is here. And right now, when you sign up for a $99 midseason football special, you'll receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry now, because it's a limited time offer, so sign up today for the perfect sports betting holiday gift opportunities at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is vcin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here on a Saturday night in Sin City. Got a, got a lot going on right now. Uh, I want to start with Bedlam because we're at halftime in Stillwater. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are deadlocked at 24. If you had a pre-flop over, congratulations. If you have 48, 48 and a half or 49 and a half, you can't lose. You've already won. If you had 50 uh, or 50 and a half, uh, as long as there's just not a lone safety in the second half, you're going to win. So uh, big over game so far in that one. Live right now at DraftKings, Oklahoma State is – a pretty heavily juiced two-and-a-half-point favorite. Minus 135 on a two-and-a-half they're laying. Total 76. So that is 28-and-a-half second half. That's a big adjustment up based off of what we've seen so far in this game from what it would have been based off the pre-flop number. That's, man, 48-and-a-half. That's a four-point adjustment based off what we saw in the first half, basically, for what it's supposed to be. Uh, I would only uh, look to lay the money line with the Cowboys. Right now in that one, uh, just double-checking. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, who gets the ball first in the second half. That's the Sooners. So maybe wait a little bit, see if the Sooners get any points, and then fire back on the Cowboys in the second half. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the big result in the Big Ten earlier. Michigan, they are your kings of the Big Ten East. Jim Harbaugh and company, 11-1. and one. A little less than a touchdown-closing underdog. They beat Ohio State at the Big House 42-27 behind what was really a dominant performance up front on both sides of the ball. Michigan ran for almost 300 yards, 297 and 70 yards a pop. Aiden Hutchinson was amazing. Oh, look at that. Look at Wyatt Huskins in the background if you're on VEASAN.com. The Michigan garb at all. Look at that. Even got the helmet. Thankfully, he didn't make me try to put the helmet on. It probably wouldn't have fit. But Michigan is your biggest mover and shaker in all futures betting today. 
There were two big movers and shakers. We'll get to the Heisman Trophy odds later because Aiden Hutchinson went from essentially barely on the board to 10 to 1 at DraftKings, which Aiden Hutchinson wins the Heisman Trophy. We might as well have not played the entire season, given the award based off of one game, if that's the case. But Michigan on the Futures board at DraftKings, there are two teams with shorter odds now. And one of those teams, I think, would be a terrible bet at this point because I think they're going to lose next week. On your screen, if you're watching us at vcin.com or if you happen to be with us on YouTube TV, if you're with us on YouTube TV, pleasure to have you here on vcin. Georgia's minus 220 to win the national championship at DraftKings. Alabama's at 6-1. to Michigan at 9-1. to Oklahoma State at 14. Cincy at 16. Notre Dame at 30. Oklahoma at 40. To one, and then after that, if you're betting anyone who's below Oklahoma on that screen, you're just wasting your money because no one else on that screen is going to make the playoff. Ohio State's done, they're done. But for Michigan, we said it the week after they lost to Michigan State, you were still sitting at about 40 to one. Like, all right, well, you really just played a bad quarter and a half against the hot Spartan team, they got beat. They still have that Ohio State game in the back pocket. Yeah, they still got a win in State College, but that defense is good enough to slow down Penn State's offense, and it was that day. But in the end here, Michigan now at 9-1, to one, they, they and Notre Dame are probably the only two bettable numbers left on the board. Now, if you think Alabama's going to beat Georgia next week, go ahead and bet Alabama 6-1 to one to win a national championship because that is, obviously, if they beat Georgia, that number is not going to be there. Probably going to be closer to two to one. So if you think Alabama can beat Georgia, that is the bet. But I don't think Alabama's beating Georgia. And I don't think they're going to get enough help elsewhere where at this point, in order for Alabama to make the playoff with two losses based off of the performance today at Auburn, the performance against LSU three weeks ago, Alabama would need to probably lose by a field goal or touchdown to Georgia, which... Could absolutely happen. The line's probably going to be six and a half. They would need Cincinnati to lose or Michigan to lose. I don't think either of those are happening. And quite frankly, a one-loss Notre Dame or a one-loss Big 12 champion, which would basically mean Oklahoma State either wins two in a row or Oklahoma wins two in a row, which, by the way, Oklahoma State, if they win, will play Baylor in Arlington next week. And Oklahoma, if they win, will have Bedlam 2.0 in Arlington next week. One of the rare times if you're Oklahoma State, you're like, yeah, we, we, don't, want to, we, we don't want to play Oklahoma. We want Baylor. It would, be, it would be fascinating to see what the committee could possibly do. But for betting purposes... Michigan at nine to one would be the bet. By the way, Cincinnati, I, I'm not entirely sure why, but on my screen, legitimately, as I was talking, Cincinnati moved up to 18 to one. Notre Dame moved down a little bit. So did Oklahoma. Notre Dame's now a flat 30. Oklahoma's now a flat 35 to one. So maybe someone just bet a little bit on Oklahoma at 40 to one. Maybe, maybe we just saw that. But I think Michigan at nine to one is probably your bet now. I expect them to probably be about a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa, eight-and-a-half maybe. I think that's a beautiful matchup for the Wolverines. Now, we've seen – I know there are diehard Michigan fans who may be thinking, oh, we uh, 
when are we going to Harbaugh this? That's not happening, guys. Not happening. This Today was the moment. That's the moment this program finally took that step forward that everyone's been waiting for as soon as Jim Harbaugh took that job. I think they're going to hammer Iowa next week. And assuming they beat Iowa in any fashion, Michigan's in as the two seed. At worst, the three. Now, the nightmare scenario for Michigan would be Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia plays Michigan in the national semifinal. That's, that's bad for Michigan. If they get them off three weeks rest, fully fresh, fully healthy, fully engaged, bad for Michigan. Bad for whoever draws Georgia in that scenario. Even though I will say, <laughs> I don't think the committee would do this because they wouldn't want an SEC championship rematch. If Alabama won a fluky coin flip game against Georgia and Michigan pounds Iowa, there at least would be a small argument to move Michigan to number one. It wouldn't happen, though. But Michigan to nine to one is the only bet I'd make right now. Oklahoma State at fourteen to one is tempting, but it's coin flip right now with Oklahoma. Michigan's the only bet I think I would go with right now. Uh, let's get back into games that are going right now in college football, though. Live action. Texas A&M just found the end zone in Baton Rouge. So LSU and what they are hoping is not Coach O's swan song because a win would get LSU ball eligible. It is 20 to 20-17 now, just early stages fourth quarter at Tiger Stadium. LSU currently uh, no, no spread, no total. LSU minus 210 money line favorites live right now against Texas A&M. Uh, it just popped back up. A&M. Two-and-a-half-point dog. There's no difference right now. I would just bet A&M because uh, those numbers just adjusted as whole. A&M's plus 120 money line at DraftKings with a plus two-and-a-half, plus 110. Just take the plus two-and-a-half, plus 110. If you get the game to overtime and you can get a scenario where A&M loses the game by two in overtime pretty easily with the way the rules are constituted right now, I would look to that as a potential in-game play. Kenny Pickett's Heisman Trophy credentials are moving on up. The Pitt Panthers have scored the first 14 points of the second half and have taken firm control over Syracuse up at the Carrier Dome. 28-7, Pittsburgh in front with 4.45 to go in the third. Live number right now, Pitt 23.5 point live favorites, total 51.5 live for Pitt and Syracuse. Kenny Pickett, 24-33, 195 and four passing touchdowns today. So Kenny Pickett is getting, or make it even 200 now for Pickett. Kenny Pickett quietly here. And I'll explain a little bit later on in the show. Kenny Pickett is live again for the Heisman Trophy. As crazy as that may sound, Kenny Pickett is live again. And it's solely because of how we see those games play out next week. Be an opportunity for Pickett. There you go, 20. 8-7 8-7 to seven as the PAT was just kicked through for Pitt. 23.5-point live favorites with a total of 51.5 at the Carrier Dome. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. We're happy we're with you tonight on a Saturday night, the Saturday after Thanksgiving when we get back. More on college football and very well. I may look at those Heisman odds. And I'll explain further why Kenny Pickett is live again. That's next on VEASAN's Bet Center.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my <laughs> This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get the current odds as we 
We'll keep track of the movement each week as well, and you can help you find trends and find the best value on the board. Track the odds for MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and more. Check out the Prop Tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game right now at vsin.com slash subscribe or vsin.com slash NFL as well. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here on a Saturday night. Before we get into the Heisman discussion, I, I just want to go through something that we got on the tweets, and I, I, I got to give, I got to give uh, Trip Tepper, who is one of our one of our our our, our beloved listeners here at VEASAN, tweets in a, a lot during this show, and we appreciate Trip and everyone who's out there listening. All right, I open this up to everyone. I'm curious to to uh, see what our crew in the back will say during the commercial break as well. Next week, let's say Georgia. Cincinnati, Iowa, and for the posterity of this, the either Oklahoma, either the loser of Bedlam or Baylor beating the winner of Bedlam in the Big 12 championship game. So that would be a two-loss Big 12 champion in that scenario. Iowa's your Big 10 champion. Two-loss Pac-12 champion. Uh, you'd have all sorts of chaos. Who would be the fourth team after Georgia, Notre Dame, and Cincinnati, which Notre Dame would sneak in in that regard? The correct answer is I don't know. And I think the correct, the even more correct answer would be, let's just not even play the tournament and give the, cha- the trophy to Georgia. Because no one in that scenario would likely have a chance. That would be the only way Ohio State could possibly get in, but I don't think we're getting all that chaos on that. Speaking of Heisman Trophy odds, you were promised and you shall receive the argument of why I think Kenny Pickett is alive again in the Heisman Trophy odds. Now you may be thinking, all right, now we have to listen to this guy on my screen talk about a guy who is on a team that has no chance of making the playoff. A guy who you could say Kenny Pickett played a big role in the loss against Miami. I don't agree with that. He couldn't get stops in that game against Miami. In the Western Michigan game, that Pitt loss was solely the defense is full. The Pitt Panthers are in the ACC championship game next week against Wake Forest. Okay? That is an 8 o'clock Eastern kick. Now, you have to think here, of course, you may end up with a lot of people submitting their ballots early. Bryce Young, who took over being a favorite again today after leading the comeback against Auburn. Now he's a minus 200 favorite at DraftKings. CJ Stroud plus 380. Pickett's 12 to 1. Aiden Hutchinson from way downtown at 12 to 1. If Aiden Hutchinson wins the award, it's ridiculous. I, I Hutchinson has been great all year, but you cannot give a defensive tackle who, again, was great the whole year, but really removing these odds and betting Hutchinson to win the Heisman because of their performance today. And he was spectacular today. Don't get me wrong, but can't it can't happen there. But the way that these games are scheduled next week. Caleb Williams is playing well tonight for Oklahoma, but I think the ship has sailed on Williams winning the Heisman. Obviously, Ohio State doesn't play next week. Oklahoma, by the way, if they were to win tonight, would play Oklahoma State at noon Eastern next week. First in line. Alabama, Georgia's at four. Which then leads us to the ACC championship game, which is at 8 o'clock Eastern. Now, there's nothing to play for playoff-wise. It's just a, a, a New Year's Six Bowl for the winner between Pitt and Wake Forest down the line. Big for the big deal for those schools, but not a big deal in the national landscape or possibly even the betting landscape. Because I imagine everyone's eyes will be on Iowa-Michigan to just make sure Michigan advances to the college football playoff for the first time in the program's history. 
But if Michigan ends up beating up Iowa, and that game is over pretty quickly, I know a lot of people will go to bed. But if Kenny Pickett, who at 12-1 to right now and has had a tremendous year by any standard and may have even played his way to being the first quarterback selected in the NFL draft this year, in prime time against a terrible defense, throws five touchdowns and 400 yards, Kenny Pick is live to win the Heisman Trophy in that scenario. Bryce Young looks does not look good against Georgia, which is obviously a st- distinct possibility. I, I look, I, I thought Kenny Pickett's candidacy was dead two weeks ago. It is alive right now. That is a live bet at 14 to 1, 12 to 1 on Kenny Pickett. Now, again, you need a bunch, you need you need two big things to happen, which is Alabama to lose and Bryce Young to play poorly, which Bryce Young plays like he did today, even though the stats ended up looking pretty good in the end. May not be enough to to cement a Heisman Trophy win in a loss to Georgia, if that's the case, if he plays like he did today. It's alive. I think he's alive. And And the other point that I have to make, too, is we saw a lot of weird things this year when it came to positional awards. Neither Ohio State guy was up for the Bolitnikov, or actually any of the three of them for that matter. Michael Meyer of Notre Dame, who to me is the best tight end in the country, wasn't even on the Mackey Award. Hutchinson wasn't even nominated for the Defensive Line Awards. Like, we ended up with a whole bunch of ridiculousness this year. By the way, we'll get to that in a second, though. We ended up with a lot of things in the individual groupings for positional awards this year that were really bizarre. So I'm not discounting anything from the Heisman voters where, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was because we were back to a normal slate. I don't know if it was because we're, we, we were, people are not paying attention as well as they were. Maybe because, I, look, David Bell may win the Bolitnikoff Award going away, and David Bell is awesome but everyone just paid attention to Purdue smoking Iowa and Purdue smoking Michigan State, and that was the only thing we paid attention to wide receiver-wise this year? I think we could end up with some weird Heisman ballots this year because of what we saw in the very bizarre award finalists for the positional awards. Kenny Pickett's live, though. Tell him. Kenny's live. 12-1, to 14-1. I would take a small slither and just hope next week Pittsburgh beats up Wake Forest. Pickett looks awesome. Alabama loses to Georgia and Young struggles. Kenny Pickett probably would, they still have odds on the board at that point. Kenny Pickett would be a lot shorter than 12 to 1. By the way, this all goes out the window if Pitt loses somehow to Syracuse. They lead by two touchdowns late in the third quarter at the Carrier Dome. Quick update, though. We're going to shift back here. Quick update in Bedlam. Oklahoma State had the ball inside their 10, a fumble recovered by. The Cowboys in their own end zone, and a safety gives the Oklahoma Sooners a 26-24 lead in the early goings in the third quarter as Oklahoma, again, the scenario here, the winner of this game still very much alive in the playoff chase. I would argue the winner of this game probably is likely to get the four seed with an Alabama loss next week, and if Cincinnati or Michigan loses and the winner of this game wins twice. They're getting in for sure. Oklahoma's grabbed the lead, 26-24, and they're going to get 
really good field position at their own 40-yard line after the uh, the safety punt. Right now, uh, live number, Oklahoma cur- uh, currently off the board. I don't think these have adjusted because Oklahoma is currently a plus-135 dog. I got to imagine Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, those numbers are going to be flipped that you just saw on your screen when those numbers repost. Oh, Oklahoma's only plus-110. Huh. I think Oklahoma's worth the bet right now, guys. At that number, if they're plus money, leading by two with the ball at midfield, outgaining Oklahoma State by 100 yards, I think that's worth a play right now if you can get a plus price still on Oklahoma. They've been the better football team in this game. And uh, look, they're outgaining Oklahoma State by 100 yards. I think I might just take it. I think I might take a piece of that myself. I'm going to have to fire up the in-game app here. <laughs> On Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, right now, Oklahoma plus 110 live. See, firing it up live, live live betting on the show, guys. Firing it up as we speak. But uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, 11.45 to go. Third quarter. Sooners in front of the Cowboys, 26-24. to 24. Uh, Are the other games really none of them competitive? The only other game right now that is, uh, is really worth anything playoff consideration-wise is Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's handling, handling their business against Stanford. Uh, 24-0 at halftime. Notre Dame covering the preflop close of 20-and-a-half. Right now, Notre Dame, 32-and-a-half point live favorites. Total 46-and-a-half, that under 9-and-a-half. Team total on Stanford, we recommended earlier in the show, looking mighty fine at the moment. I don't know how Stanford's going to score in this game. Also, got a question, too. Uh, David Shaw survive after a really disappointing 4-and-8 year? We'll find out at the end of the year. But uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, really the biggest game that is competitive left on the board tonight at 26-24 as we uh, are a little less than four minutes in to the third quarter in that one. When we get back, more college football discussion as we continue on. Beeson's Bet Center live on a Saturday night here at Circa Sports. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.